Hello and welcome to the DFS Coach Talk podcast. Today is Thursday, February 20th. My name is Joe Sarvati, affectionately known as Coach, and I am joined by one of the GPP sharks in the NBA DFS industry for sure. He is known to to take down tournaments left and right, and that is my man, Andrew Hanson. How are you, Andrew? I'm doing great, Coach. Glad to be here. Yeah, I usually take him down to the left since, since I am a lefty, but, you know, you gotta be you got to be versatile, got to be able to use both hands, so whatever <laughs> it takes. Hey, I know it, man. I, I know you get it done. That's all I know, right hand, left hand, whatever. But, but uh, very exciting. This is our first uh, podcast for DFS Coach Talk. We uh, – uh, have been very, very blessed to get a group of guys together here uh, to, to branch out and do a seven-day free content, uh, you know, NBA DFS, and we're going to lead into some other sports as time goes on. But, you know, NBA is our lifeblood, Andrew and I, and Micah Patria also is going to be the other pro. They'll be the three of us, uh, and we will have seven-day-a-week coverage in front of the paywall, uh, you know, obviously a lot of our listeners know us, <clears throat> excuse me, from Hoopball. Um, we've branched out. We still uh, love those guys over at Hoopball and do some things with them. But we wanted to take on our own venture and get out there, and we were motivated to, to get something going and, and get it started. And actually, you know, the, the discussion started, uh, with the uh, Kobe Bryant tragedy here just, uh, you know, almost three weeks ago. Um, for me, anyway, what it did was it definitely shook me to my core because I'm, you know, such a big Kobe fan and was, you know, the fact his daughter and just the whole of the families there it was brutal. But it just, it sort of, you know, got us all talking about, you know, why wait to do things? You know, have the Mamba mentality, get out there, you know, give it a shot. Do what you need to do to get it done. And, you know, you can't win uh, unless you play. And as Andrew always says, you can't make the shot unless you shoot it. So, uh, you know, we wanted to just uh, get into something that we felt would would be really uh, something in the DFS industry that would move the needle. Um, and, you know, at the the very first start here, and we'll mention this at the end of a lot of our podcasts, but, uh, you know, because the, the tragedy of the Kobe Bryant situation is still all fresh in our minds, uh, we want to uh, support the fund that they've set up because, uh, you know, obviously Kobe's family is well taken care of, but there were seven other people that died on that helicopter, uh, and they have set up a fund, and that was from his wife, Vanessa, and the name of the, the fund is Mamba on 3. And if you go to mambaon3.org, that's M A M B A O N T H R E E.org. So all spelled out. Uh, and we would really uh, hope that, that some of our listeners would get on there and, uh, you know, and donate because that just. Uh, you know, it makes a little, it makes even a little bit of difference, and we want to make that difference. So, wanted to start out there. But we'll mention that uh, sort of at the end of every show uh, for people to remind them, because those people are going to be feeling those uh, losses for a lifetime. There, you don't uh, recover from something like that. That's for sure. So, sorry to start on a somber note, but I wanted to let all of our listeners know sort of what pushed us. Uh, here and and that's what's great. I mean, Kobe. Uh, you talk about having a lasting effect for generations. Uh, you know, we're so motivated. We're doing something small that that you just got to go out there and do it like this. But what about all the other people? You know, the kid that works extra in the gym that gets a scholarship. Uh, the person you know that gets out there and goes for the job interview that they wanted. All following just you know Kobe's work ethic and sort of what's being preached and, and, and talked about uh, on his behalf. So we're really excited and, you know, wanted to let everybody know that, that uh, you know, that really was the tipping point for us to get out here and do this. So as far as the show goes, again, we're coming to you seven days a week. 
We're going to post right around 1 p.m. Eastern every day, and we are going to break down the slate, talk through it. For our listeners that uh, followed us for the last year, and we had, uh, I believe, 45,000 downloads per month, so we know we have a big group uh, that are going to follow us over here to hoop from Hoopball as well, and we still recommend you listen to Hoopball for your year-long stuff and everything, and and some of their DFS stuff. But uh, you know, following us over here to uh, DFS Coach Talk is uh, you know we're going to just grow this, but we're going to follow a little bit of the same format that we used to um, because it works so well for Andrew and Mike and I. And for those that are brand new listeners that never heard us on Hoopball, you know, the, the whole uh, purpose of this podcast being uh, an early pre- podcast before all, all the news breaks and everything else is what we want to do is we want to follow a three-step process. And we, we talk about this uh, briefly on every podcast. And really, the reason we do is because we've all been extremely successful in this industry uh, for quite a long time. I've I've won consistently five years in a row in NBA DFS, uh, and I have uh, you know those those numbers to uh, that I can uh, throw. I'll throw those up on our website, and and they uh, some of that information is already out there. But uh, we've done it by you know uh, tuning in uh, to a, a strong podcast that gives us some information to start building a lineup. Uh, reminding us who's hurt, doing all of the things that are important. And there's some good podcasts out there, and we've all listened to some of them, and a lot of the good ones are behind the paywall. And so when we came up with this idea uh, we uh, about a year ago, we wanted to sort of put all of that information that was being passed on and, and put it in a format that we felt was going to be very usable for everybody uh, that listened in. So, you know, you'll see each day that we're going to go over all the injuries. We'll go over the spreads and the totals on all the games. So get an idea of where that stands. And that will give you that first step. The second step of the process is following our DFS pros, Michael, Andrew, and I on Twitter. And we'll give out those um, pretty soon here. I don't want to jam up too much at the beginning of the show. But we'll give those out, and then also following us on our website. Uh, we are at dfscoachtalk.com. Everything that we do is DFS Coach Talk. Uh, we're on Twitter at DFS Coach Talk. We're on YouTube, uh, DFS Coach Talk, and obviously uh, all of our podcasts can be found uh, by searching DFS Coach Talk. So it makes it pretty simple. No dashes. No underscores, just just uh, pretty easy and straightforward. So, uh, you know, that second piece, like I say then, is following us on all those entities throughout the afternoon. Uh, and then that la- the last step, that third step, which is the most important, uh, well, I guess they're all equally important. But the third part is you got to find that last 30 minutes b- before lock to be in front of your computer, your laptop, your phone, wherever you do your DFS play and just lock in uh, 30 minutes up until lock because uh, we'll be on our website in discord talking the whole time. And you'll, you can see our tweets going out there uh, and we'll, you know, we'll be really following things closely because that last 30 minutes, you're going to get any late player news. Uh, You're also going to get the starting lineups for all the early games so if there are uh, five, seven o'clock games and Eastern time at that 6.30, that last 30 minutes, you're going to have 10 lineups. So that helps a little bit as well, you know, because some sites do not have late locks. So you want to really be zoned in because, you know, DFS is so competitive, you can't afford to take a zero in anything. So you want to zone in that last 30 minutes, make sure your lineups are set. You know, definitely jo- join us uh, at DFS Coach. Uh, dot com and we'll help you finalize those lineups and then there you go that's sort of the combination that we have found that has worked i've utilized that for five years andrew and mike and i have been doing uh podcasts for a year and we have gotten such a fantastic response from our a really 
devout listeners and people that are sending tweets and everything and shout out to every all over the planet too it's i mean we get a lot of stuff from australia england pakistan uh just it's crazy how how dfs uh has really spread internationally so that is the the plan and uh you know so let's dive in andrew sorry to to uh go into that big diatribe there but i just wanted to sort of set the the pace for how everything's going to work every day uh so that everybody sort of knows what to expect um and that's it man are you still there did you fall asleep yet <laughs> no i'm here good good overview uh and it's it's exciting here to be part of this new venture so let's get after it all right <clears throat> we uh, we have only one seven o'clock game today um and it is the first game on the slate <clears throat> but before we get into that, we get to do my favorite part, which is the important player news of the day. And I gather this information up to the minute prior to us jumping on the air, and I have uh, that information I'll go through. Some days it's a short list. Some days it's a ridiculous list. Today's isn't too bad. So if you need to take notes or re-listen to this part, or, uh, you know, uh, mark this part to, uh, when you're doing your lineup so that you don't forget some of this player news. This would be the time to do it. All right, first first guy, Myers Leonard for Miami. He is out, as is his teammate Tyler Hero, also out. Uh, we do have Kevin Looney confirmed in, so he will play uh, tonight. Uh, Jabari Parker is back. He had been out quite some time, so he is going to suit it up. Um, we don't see any, anything on here that I'm looking at the notes of a minutes restriction. Uh, but I would assume they're not going to throw them in there, uh, a ton of minutes first game in. So just something to keep aware of. And we'll also keep watching to see if we get any, um, minutes restriction news on him. Uh, Cody Martin missed a few games for the Hornets before the break. Uh, he's confirmed in as well as Terry Rozier. So that's really good news because he missed that last game before the All-Star break uh, and had been playing some good ball. So he's in. This is mostly good news. The, the, obviously, the All-Star break did some, some good for some of these guys. George Hill had missed a, a week or so prior to the break. He's back, and he's ready to go. So that's awesome. Here's our first guy that is going to be uh, on our big watch list because he is the dreaded questionable 50-50, which always is very nerve-wracking for us in the DFS world. And it is a late game as well. And that's Eric Gordon from Houston. So we're going to keep a close eye on him. Uh, Kyle Korver is out. We have another 50-50 guy from Atlanta, DeAndre Hunter. That in news is important as well. Um, Alex Len out. Chandler Hutchison is out. I was uh, hearing he may be back, but they've already ruled him out. That's disappointing because he's one of those uh, really strong up-and-coming players for the Bulls, and they need all the help they can get. Um, Denzel Valentine, out. And Clint Capella, who is yet to suit up yet for the Hawks, remains out for, as what it says here, several weeks with a heel injury. And that's it, man. That is it. So not, not too bad. You know, we only have like three that we really want to keep an eye on. Some days, man, when they're in the middle of back-to-backs and all that, you know, just figuring out who's going to get the minutes can be pretty rough. So, all right, buddy, we're going to get you involved right now. You're going to be the main man going forward because as uh, our listeners know, uh, in the past, you know, Mike and Andrew are the GPP experts. I'm the cash pro. So a lot more goes into making multiple builds and looking at a lot more options on the GPP side. And cash side's a little more conservative, a little uh, less risk. And, you know, my my guys that, that I choose are usually a little bit smaller pool than, than those that Andrew and Mike does. So First game again, it is that uh, 7 p.m. game. It's the Milwaukee Bucks at the Detroit Pistons. Big spread here. First game right out of the chute. We have a blowout potential that is always a concern. Milwaukee's a 13.5-point favorite. 
the uh, total is 225 and a half. We have Milwaukee at a 119 uh, implied total, which is the second highest on the slate. And the Detroit Pistons, who are not looking too great, uh, at a 106, which is the, the third lowest. So, Mr. Andrew Hansen, our first game ever to completely break down here on the famous DFS Coach Talk. You've got it, buddy. All right. Well, this is exciting. Because this is the first game, I think the first player we should mention is Giannis because he is the MVP caliber player. And I don't think I'll play him much in tournaments, but I just wanted to make sure he was the first guy we mentioned. You know, I didn't want to start talking about any of these bench guys. But, you know, you mentioned the big spread, and both times these teams have played this season, Milwaukee has won by more than that spread. They won by 14, they won by 24, and I have no reason to believe this is going to be anything different. I mean, Detroit is just going down, 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 getting rid of all their players. They just bought out Reggie Jackson. So they are not interested in winning this year, and I don't don't think they're going to keep this one close. So I'm not going to have a lot of exposure to this game. Um. You know, I, I don't think I'll play Giannis much. I think I'll save that money for some of the stars later in the slate. I think if I'm going to play somebody from Milwaukee, it would be one of the value players. Pat Connaughton is 3.5. You know, he may come in with a little bit of boost after that performance in the dunk contest. Yeah. Um, which was I wonder a lot if he'll fun. wear that same outfit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't think that would comply with the, uh, the league uniform rules, unfortunately. No. But. Shout out um, yeah. to uh, White Men Can't Jump, the movie. That's Woody that's Harrelson. Right. That's that way nice. back. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Uh, but, you know, both you and I saw that one for sure back in the yes. days. Yeah. Um, so you mentioned George Hill's back in the lineup, and that could definitely take away a couple minutes from Pat Connaughton. So not psyched about him. W- one thing I want to watch for in this game is what happens off the bench with some of these power forwards. You know, Marvin Williams is on this team now. and. Yeah. So I'm curious to see if he gets minutes or Ilyasova can, continues to get minutes. I probably won't play either one of them. I'll, I'll wait and see how that plays out. So with all that being said, I may not get much exposure to the Bucks Over on the Detroit side, uh, that's where I'm going to find the guy that I'm most interested in this game, and that's Christian Wood. Yeah. He is you know, really good price tag on DraftKings at 6.9. In the last four games without Drummond, He's averaged 33.25 minutes. So, you know, he's really kind of solidifying himself, getting more of a role. Um, So I'll look at him and then maybe a value play from Detroit. Markeith Morris is 3.8. I think he could have some success off the bench against either Marvin Williams or Ilyasova. And then Mm -hmm. Langston Galloway is 3.7 on DraftKings. He's, He's a guy that I rarely play. But in the last game with Reggie Jackson still on the team, he got 30 minutes. And so with Kennard still out and now Reggie Jackson gone, I think he's going to get significant minutes. So I think he's a little bit underpriced. And, um, you know, that's my breakdown for game number one. Very good. Um, You know, two things I want to mention, too, as as we're into the first game, and you guys will obviously and gals all get used to to this, but when we'll also uh, from time to time refer to some pricing, and we'll generally bounce around the, the two main sites, FanDuel and DraftKings, when we're talking about pricing. Like for example, example with Giannis, for me, you know his price tag on both sites is just enormous, and in a game that could blow out, I know a lot of the industry will probably think this way too, but it is a little bit of a risk. Uh, yes, he's a big part of the blowout, but. You know, it's just painful to, uh, you know, have him in that first game and all of a sudden they're up 25 and he doesn't play in the fourth quarter. So that's certainly a consideration. But we'll, we'll always uh, – you'll hear us refer to uh, the, the pricing on those two sites and especially if there's a big difference. We've uh, noticed that the week prior to the All-Star break, it sort of got ridiculous. There were some guys, fifteen, sixteen hundred $1,600 difference in salary on the site. So if there's some of those, uh, you know, just free plays, uh, you we're going to take them. Also, uh, w- w- two of the factors I utilize in doing my handicapping every day on these is looking at the pace of play 
and the team defensive efficiency. That's just two of about 20 things that I look at, and I'll go over those on one of these shows. But uh, it, And I'll mention that on each game as well as we're going to break them down. Like Milwaukee, for example, is the number one pace in the league, and Detroit is 26. So I mention those now because it's a massive pace-up game for Detroit. Detroit's obviously going to be totally shorthanded with their guys. So it does give a chance uh, for two or three of these guys from Detroit uh, to break the slate. I mean, somebody's got to score the 106. And with Drummond and Jackson and all these guys gone and Canard out, you know, you got to start looking at the Browns and D Roses and Christian Wood for sure. Um, you know, those are probably the three top candidates for me. Um, I'm not a Thon Maker guy. I think Marquise Morris, if he gets a deep run, could also uh, definitely, you know, more of his, as a GPP guy. But, uh, you know, those guys are all in play. And a lot of it, you know, has to do with pace up. I'm sure with all these changes now, uh, they're going to try to be positioning for minutes played and for their role with uh, the new team uh, as it is. So, uh, you know, I'm with you, though. Milwaukee, I really just I'm not going to touch Milwaukee, I think. Uh, the bottom line there is, uh, you know, they have such a deep rotation and everybody's back and, uh, you know, it, the game could easily blow out. So the the expensive guys, even Middleton, they're just a little too pricey for me. And then, you know, the DiVincenzos and those kind of guys, you know, it's just too much risk for me. Uh, but on the defensive efficiency side, the only negative part about playing uh, multiple Detroit guys is Milwaukee is number one in the league in team uh, defensive efficiency. So that creates a little bit of an issue. Um, and you got to really look at that. I mean, it is a, a six game slate, so it's not like we're, we're going to have to uh, pick just between a few guys, like a two or three game slate. So, you know, and we'll see how the salaries fit. I still think uh, a guy or two from Detroit's a good play. Uh, Detroit, by the way, ranks 21st in team defensive efficiency, which doesn't make you feel real confident that they can stay in that game either. Okay, any final thoughts on Milwaukee-Detroit, Andrew? No, I'm ready for game two. As a, as a tournament guy, this one's going to be a little bit more appealing to me. Yeah, this is nuts. Uh, we've got a 7.30 game, the Miami Heat at the Atlanta Hawks. Heat are a six-and-a-half-point road favorite. And we have uh, this tied for the second highest total at 229 and a half. We have an implied total for the Heat of 118, Atlanta Hawks 111 and a half. Uh, Miami has the 27th fastest team, or should I say the fourth slowest. So they are playing a half court set and defending the heck out of people and uh, slowing the game down a bit. Atlanta, fourth fastest team. They've actually slipped down just a little bit. Uh, they were the fastest for a while, but they are the fourth quickest, so it's a pace-up game, which uh, picks up some of the Miami guys. And then defensively, Miami's 13th, which is pretty good. Uh, everybody thinks they're a little bit higher than that, but they do have some weaknesses. You know, you certainly don't want to roster guys against, you know, the Jimmy Butlers of the world because they will shut you down, but – they do have a few people you can attack uh, still in that lineup. And Atlanta is all the way down there at 28, so the third worst defense in the league, uh, which definitely is going to help Miami. So you've got the floor, my man. Yeah, so for this one, uh, these teams have already played three times. The first two games weren't that high scoring, barely over 200. And as a tournament player, what I'm looking for is – a higher scoring game like they played the third time out. And that was the only time that Trey Young really played. Uh, yeah. he, missed the, he missed the second game. First one, he only played 11 minutes. So he got 41 minutes in that third game. And lo and behold, the total was 256. Now, granted, that game went to overtime. But, you know, he's the one who's going to really push the pace and, and give this one a chance to have some some juiciness on the fantasy side. So with him in the lineup here, I've got some interest in this game. Mostly on the Miami side, you know, sure. going against that 28th ranked defense. And I noticed that none has really fared well in this matchup, and he's getting steadily better. He well, you know 70... why that is? 
Well, he's got Trey Young to, to there's play 80, There's 85, and one of the other things, and you know, we don't want to make – we could make this podcast four hours long every day, but one of my favorite things is – you know, I gave the team defensive efficiency, but if you look up d- defensive real plus minus, it's a great, it's on advanced uh, statistics on ESPN, so it's always updated. There are 85 players in the NBA this year that have played at least one minute at point guard, and from a defensive real plus minus, Trey Young is eight, 85, brother. Not good. Dead but last. Good for- but good for Kendrick Nunn tonight, especially at his exact price price tag on DraftKings. He's only four point nine, and when they played last time, and, and Young was in the game, he went for thirty six six and four. So yeah. uh, I'll have plenty of Nunn in my lineups, and yeah. then Butler and Bam both had triple doubles in that in that overtime game. So wow. you know, got to look at them for guys that are you know studs who can have that triple double upside. And on DraftKings, they're both under eight K. So I think you got to look at those two guys. And then Jay Crowder has really started off well with Miami, came out, you know, like gangbusters, yeah. 40, 45 fantasy points. He's, Great he's pickup for them, man. Yeah. Great pickup. Yeah, really good fit. So so he's in consideration for me at 5K. And then on the Atlanta side, you know, I don't think I'm going to get much Trey Young or Collins. They're, they're priced up a little bit. Um, you know, numbers aren't aren't great against Miami's solid defense. The yeah. one place I'm looking is that injury news that you mentioned. If, if DeAndre Hunter is out, then I'm going to look for Cam Reddish to get the start, get good minutes. He's only 4.2. So I, I'm going to follow the news and potentially play him if Hunter is out. Very good. Um, no, I like it, man. I really do. As, you know, from my side on this game initially – you know, I think Miami is the most stackable team on the slate tonight. I mean, they're going against a, a porous Atlanta defense. You know, it's only a six-and-a-half-point uh, spread, so it, Vegas thinks, uh, you know, Atlanta can hang in, being that it's in Atlanta. Um, I'm with you, though, man. I think the, the first two guys for me are Butler and Nunn. I think they're both extremely playable. Um, you know, with Tyler Hero being out, there's you know, he's going to uh, chuck some shots up there, that, which will – uh, not, you know, every game, and those won't be uh, taken, obviously, because he's not playing. So that might get a few more up there for those two guys. And the third guy that I sort of like for Miami, and that's Duncan Robinson. I like the fact that, you know, I know Crowder has mixed up the, the rotation a little bit, but especially with Hero out, I know Spolstra really likes to have firepower in there. And even though Crowder's a great fit for Miami as far as the defensive side, the grit, the hard work, I mean, he just fits perfectly into their culture. Uh, they still depend on their gunners uh, to score. And Nunn and uh, Duncan Robinson are two of the top guys to do that. And Hero is as well when he's back. So, you know, I'm I'm real comfortable with all three of those guys. They're going to uh, definitely sprinkle into my lineups without question. And uh, as far as the Atlanta side, I'm with you. I, I just I don't want to play up uh, to take Trey uh, because I think he's going to get uh, Butler defense. I think Butler's going to play him a lot. I think that, uh, you know, it's just not the best uh, scenario for him, and he's very expensive on both sides. Um and Collins is going to get guarded by Bam. Bam's been obviously now with making the all-star game and just his confidence level has gone through the roof. He's definitely one of the most improved players in the league, if not the most improved. So I'm going to, I'm with you. I'm going to run from Atlanta a little bit, but uh, definitely dive on a few of these Miami guys. Excellent. All right. We go on to 8 o'clock game, Charlotte Hornets at the Chicago Bulls. Chicago Bulls are a four-and-a-half-point favorite. That's really a barn burner of a game there. Um, Over-under is a wonderful 210-and-a-half, which happens to be the dead last lowest. Uh, only a 107-and-a-half for Chicago and 102-and-a-half for Charlotte. This could be an ugly one. Um, as far as uh, pace, just to make it even worse, Charlotte's the slowest team in the league. How you're the slowest team in the league with, Devontae, Graham, and Rozier, basically two fast point guards. I have no idea. But they're dead last in 
pace. Uh, Chicago, 15th, right in the middle of the pack. Not terrific. Charlotte also struggles on the defensive side, 25th. And Chicago, almost right in the middle at 14th. So I don't know. What can you make out of this one, buddy? Well, certainly not going to stack it. This game would have to go to triple overtime to probably be worthwhile. The last, no, last you time... told me off air on our very first show you were going to stack four guy four by four on this first game right <laughs> off. <laughs> now, maybe before opening night when they played earlier in the season, they actually had uh, a good output. But now it's like they just want to focus on defense. They're kind of like Detroit. I'm not really sure either team is interested in winning. I think they – would be better off positioning themselves for a high lottery pick. But, yeah, yeah it was really? 83, it was 83-73 the last time these two teams played. So, oh God, uh, not going to get much out of this game. On the Charlotte side, the guy I'm most interested in is a, is a value play. It's Jalen McDaniels, and he's been stepping up. I, I really like the hmm. way he's trending with Marvin Williams gone. The huh. last – check out these last three games. His minutes have gone 19, 17, and 23 – Okay. And his fantasy points on DraftKings have gone 9, 12, 24. Hmm. So at, at a near minimum price, he'll be one of my key value plays for tournaments. Now, is he, did he come off the bench for P.J. Washington mainly? He, yeah, he came off the bench, yep. Interesting play. Wow, now that's a GPP uh, sweet little flyer that'll be low-owned. That's Well, yeah, that's the plan. Yeah. So that's that's going to be my main target on Charlotte. Uh, you know, you mentioned Rozier and Martin coming back in, so that's going to mix things up a little bit for Graham and Monk. Um, on the Chicago side, I'll get some Levine. He had that monster game against Charlotte where he had 49 points. Yeah. Um, so I'll, I'll, I'll get a couple shares of him. Uh, White has had two out of three good games against them. Yeah. And then the the other news you mentioned with Chandler Hutchinson out, that's mm-hmm. going to create an opportunity for another value play. So I'm going to wait and see what the starting lineup is. If Shaquille Harrison's in the lineup, he's minimum price on DraftKings. That's a possibility. And then for the really crazy tournament players who are going to put in 20 lineups or more, you could look at Adam Makoka at minimum price. Excuse um, me? I thought that was the name of the, the ball boy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, he's only had really one – legitimate appearance but he went off against new orleans for 15 points in five minutes so oh my god with, talk with about you, a secret squirrel we'll talk about yeah. the secret we'll, we'll usually call a secret squirrel for the day but he that that's a secret rat that's not yeah. even a secret squirrel dude yeah so again <laughs> if you're if you're playing 20 lineups and you've got let's say you you want to try shaquille harrison for three or four lineups because he's starting just put one in there with makoka for fun and oh you never god. know that that uh, our, our listeners was from Andrew Hansen. That's with an A. <laughs> Joe Sarvati was not part of that. Coach was not involved with that. <laughs> no, I, I'm with you, man. And, I, and, you know, sometimes you find a guy like that, he could break a slate for you, but I'm with you. Uh, this game's going to be really quick for me. I, I don't like this game at all. Obviously, it's the worst one on the slate for DFS. A couple things. Uh, I have a great trap play here that I think is going to be highly owned and it is Kobe White and let me explain why I do understand that uh, you know uh, Chicago's backcourt is shorthanded now with with Dunn being out for an extended period of time but what you have to remember is Kobe White uh, played at North Carolina he grew up and lived in right by Charlotte his whole life and when they Chicago played at Charlotte um he really had a fantastic game, but that was because he had purchased 65 tickets for friends and family. He was at home. He was showing out. The coach gave him some extra minutes, but people aren't going to remember that. So they're going to see the stats that he had there. And yes, he's going to have a bigger role with done out, but I would prefer if I played anybody from Chicago, I think Sadoransky is a little bit better play because he's going to, you know, definitely get a good share lion's share of the minutes uh, and I think is a little bit stronger of a play. And then on the Charlotte side, I think, you know, Chicago has been playing better and better defense. Um, I don't want to spend the money up for Devontae. This is Rogier's first game after missing the game before the All-Star break. So that's it for me on this one, man. Yeah, I like Sadoransky as, as a pivot there. He's definitely in my player pool as well. 
and then uh yeah that's i mean it's just you definitely if you have more than like one guy from this game uh you got to start worrying a little bit i think but all right we go to another eight o'clock game brooklyn nets at philadelphia 76ers sixers are minus eight and a half uh the total is 215 and a half the second lowest um and 112 implied for philly 103 and a half for brooklyn which is the second lowest very low for them um as far as uh defensive uh i'm sorry if, as far as pace goes brooklyn's ninth which isn't bad philly's down to 18th uh sort of the the big inner battle there simmons wants to run and and Bede wants to play half court, and it's looking like their pace is about in the middle uh, at 18. Uh, but here's the concern and why the numbers are so low in Vegas. Uh, we've got Brooklyn right now as the eighth best defensive team and Philly fifth. So uh, that is interesting, you know. So we've got, you know, we know Philly when Embiid plays uh, is is a huge, huge difference uh difference maker and uh you know they they shut people down like crazy now uh interesting uh interesting matchup here with philly being an eight and a half point favorite um what do you think man yeah i agree this is going to be a fun one to watch because these teams have played three times but Embiid hasn't played in any of those matchups really not one of them not one of them yeah. Good catch. Good catch. Yes. So that'll be strange because Ben Simmons, you know, you look at his numbers against Brooklyn, he's averaging 55.9 fantasy points. Yeah. Um, yeah. But, but Embiid's been out for all of them. So uh, we'll have to see how that plays out. He's got it. Yeah. It's going to impact it. And again, I'll tell you another great tool, guys, you know, uh, uh, basketballreference.com. You can go back and look at the advanced stats there. And, you know, I'm giving away trade secrets here, but. You do that and you dig in and you can find, you know, what was the usage when Embiid was off the floor with the rest of the guys on the team and stuff like that. It really helps. And I, you know, I'm in, I'm basically looking at all that kind of stuff about five hours a day. So uh, believe me, it makes a difference. So sorry to interrupt you, man. No, it's good. So um, even though Embiid didn't play and now he's back in this matchup, I am going to have a bunch of exposure to Ben Simmons. He went into the break with two straight triple-doubles, and he had a big triple-double the last time these two teams met. So I'll have okay. a bun- bunch of him. I'll have some Embiid. The other guy I might look at is Josh Richardson on DraftKings. He's only 4.2. I th- I'm hoping he's finally back and healthy. He had 32 minutes in that last game before the All-Star break, and now a little bit more time to rest up, come out with some fresh legs. So he's yeah. the other guy I might play on Philly. Over on Brooklyn – with Kyrie out, you know, certainly there's some attraction to Dinwiddie. Um, he's done okay against Philly, you know, even dealing with Simmons some in terms of scoring. Yeah. Levert's been coming on lately. You know, he's worth considering. But the the price tag that I'm going to look at a little bit is Torian Prince. He's 4.5. So I like how he's fitting into my builds so far in tournaments. So okay. uh, he, he'd probably be the guy that I'll end up with the most shares of from the Nets. Very good, man. I think it's a good take. For me, you know, uh, the Brooklyn side, I'm going to really stay away from. I I don't want to play Dinwiddie against lockdown Ben Simmons defense. Uh, Simmons can really defend, man. I'm I'm impressed with his his just ranginess. It's it's hard to get the ball past him. Um, and really, you know, I know Levert's picking it up, and he's going to probably get a decent amount of ownership in the industry, uh, but you know, I don't, I'm not, I think his pricing is fair. I guess if you're going to consider anybody from Brooklyn, that's the guy I'd look at. You know, you do have some value guys that get solid minutes. I think you're right in bringing up Prince. Uh, you know, his usage isn't fantastic, but he gets a lot of minutes. And with that comes some opportunity. Uh, on the Philly side, I, I think I'm just, you know, I'm going to make my pillar today. Um, my, my top guy, uh, Joel Embiid. I love uh, the way that he looked, I love the fact that he's got a little bit of edge right now because, you know, there were rumors in a, that uh, Brett Brown was a little bit on the hot seat. There were rumors that Embiid and Simmons were butting heads from, you know, like what I said before, Embiid wanted to, you know, uh, get it, 
get uh, down in there and get the ball and slow it down. And Simmons wants to push, push. So I just think he's going to be fired up, you know, for this game. And uh, centers against Brooklyn are always a thing. They have been for the last two years, even with DeAndre Jordan coming off the bench. Uh, Jared Allen just gets eaten alive generally. And their team defense, the way Atkinson coaches that group, I just don't like their rotation and how they switch, and it, it allows the bigs to really dominate. So Embiid's my top play. He'll be on all my lineups, cash lineups tonight, and I hope the big fella can uh, can get it done. Yeah, he probably will, no doubt. All right, two games left. I uh, want to mention a couple of things really quickly here, and then we'll finish those up. Uh, again, we'd ask you uh, to uh, definitely – you know, tune into our podcast every day if you can. We'd love to have you. Um, you'll be able to find us here very shortly, uh, and some of them they're already on there. You can find us now on YouTube, on Stitcher, Podbean. Uh, there's some that have already uploaded. The rest of this week, we, by Monday, we should also be uploaded on iTunes, Google Play, iHeart. Um, we're also on Spotify now already. So the bottom line is, um, you know, we, we register DFS Coach Talk, and it takes a little time, uh, you know, a, a week or so for iTunes and such to uh, give you the recommended uh, check mark. But uh, for now, you know, I, uh, this week I'm going to steer everybody to YouTube because I know I'll be posting to that, like, right as soon as we're done uh, with the pod. But uh, in general, you'll be able to get – uh, this show seven days a week, right around one in the afternoon Eastern, and at that point we'll be on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, Podbean, iHeart, Spotify, and YouTube. What we would ask you would do uh, ask you for at at this moment is just two things. One, give a look, give us a look, look at dfscoachtalk.com because we're going to have a lot of what we're talking about here, a lot of information, a lot of. Uh, potential stuff that you, you can utilize to really be uh, effective in the DFS world. And then the second thing is when you listen to these podcasts, it's really important for us to gauge our audience and what they like and don't like and all of the positives. And it also helps our show since we're starting a new one. And, and you know, now when, when they're, you're searching for, uh, if somebody just puts in DFS podcast, you know, we're still down low because we just started. But the more uh, likes you get, the more five stars, the more thumbs up, all of those things start bringing you up uh, the ladder. So then, you know, we're going to get noticed a lot more. So, uh, you know, today on YouTube, the first thing you want to do is give us a thumbs up, if you would, and then click the little alarm bell because what that will do is as soon as I post every day on uh Red Circle, which which shoots it out to all of the different podcast sites, uh, a second it hits YouTube, you'll get a reminder saying, okay, today's live podcast is up. So you're going to want to do that. And then, and like I said, the, the best way to contact all of us, uh, there's we have a team of seven that are all superstars uh, with the three pros and, and four other guys that are really strong in the DFS industry. You can find any of us on um, our, our uh, website if you go there and get in our Discord. We're all on there, you know, 24-7. But if you want to communicate with us on Twitter, because we're also, that's a great spot to watch for all the news, uh, you want to go to at DFS Coach Talk. That's where all seven of us are posting constantly. I am at Joe Sarvati, J-O-E-S-A-R-V-A-D-I. Andrew is at Language Olympic, all one word, just like it sounds. And our other pro, Mike Apatry, is at M-I-K-E-A-P-O-T-R-I-A. So follow us there. Uh, you know, we really, really appreciate your input. Tweet us. Uh, shoot us a message on our website. You can, you know, email. You can tweet out there to us, whatever. But uh, you know, you won't have any trouble finding us on any of the mediums because we're going to be we're at DFS Coach Talk, period. So it's it's a pretty easy thing to find. So we appreciate it. We love it. We hopefully get a lot of responses and 
and uh, you know get our the folks that have been listening to us uh, to find us that are probably wondering where we are, and then a whole new uh, crop of folks. Uh, it'd be awesome. So uh, awesome stuff, man. There we go. Two games left. They are the late night games. They're half an hour apart, so we do. This is your double late night for those people playing a two-game late slate. You've got a 10 o'clock Eastern game. Memphis Grizzlies at the Sacramento Kings. Uh, This game, the Grizzlies are a one-point road favorite. goes to show you the Grizzlies are getting a little momentum going. Uh, The total is 229.5, which is the the tie for the second highest. You have an implied total for Memphis of 115, Sacramento 114. As far as pace goes, Memphis is the fifth fastest team in the league. And, you know, I think people are finally catching on. I That was such a great advantage in the first half because every time DFS uh, people are so used to fading Grizzlies players because for the whole five years, really, that DFS has been wor- around, they were the grindhouse, slow it down, great D, you know, low pace and uh, I was fortunate enough to watch the Grizzlies uh, in person with my son at the NBA Summer League because they won the championship there. So we saw them play like five times, and Brandon Clark was the MVP. And it was just they were – you could tell that new coach, Coach Jenkins, he is a hell of a coach, and he has those guys believing, and they push the ball. You know, the whole jaw and, and Triple J and everybody, they are going to be darn good. I've – it's a good time all of a sudden quickly to be a Grizz fan after, uh, I'm sure, being down in the dumps uh, for a couple of years. Um, and then Sacramento does not play that quick. They're 25th in pace, so it is a big pace-up game for them, for Sacramento. Defensively, Memphis is 16th, so below average, which is they have shrunk down there a little bit. They had been playing better defense, so they're a little bit of a target. And Sacramento is 20th, uh, so they're really not doing much of anything very well. So uh, what do you got there, Andrew Hansen? Well, this is – it is an attractive game on paper. I do expect it to be high scoring. Both times they've played, it's gone over the total that you mentioned. But I'm a little bit concerned about some of the price tags, some of the minutes, the usage being divvied up. I'm not going to hammer this game too hard based on those factors. I mean, you look at the like the bigs for Sacramento, they are just a mess right now with so many guys in and out of the lineup. You mentioned Parker coming back into the lineup. So that, that'll be fun to see how he plays. But I'm going to look more to the backcourt for Sacramento. The, the main guy I'm going to look at is De'Aaron Fox. He was excellent the last time against Memphis. Um, you had his way with Jaw, even threw in five steals and two blocks. Um, so I like him a lot on DraftKings at 74 and, you know, with Bogdan Bogdanovich and Heald, I, I I hope Coach Walton figures it out that all these guys should be playing 30 minutes every night. And Bogdan is, is under 5K on DraftKings, so he's going to be my player pool. You know, he's been sort of hit or miss lately. He's been hobbled by injury. So I'm hoping he's one of those guys that really takes advantage of the, of the all-star break and comes yeah. out firing. And then, you know, Buddy Heald off the three-point victory – in, in the three-point contest, he's priced up a little bit at 6.6, but, you know, we know he can go off. So uh, he'll be in my player pool. And then got to mention our, our boy, Bazemore, for, for Apatria. Yeah, for, yeah, our, one our... of his favorite players of all times. <laughs> That's right. I, and He was part of the reason he lost the Chicken Soup Challenge, which we'll talk about with Mike tomorrow's show. But anyway, that's another story. Go ahead. Yes, so Bazemore – Four out of the last five games, he's played at least 24 minutes, and he's only 3.5. So not a guy that you can really trust. No. But, um, again, one of those value plays to consider in that price range. GPP only, that's for sure. Right. Over on the Memphis side, you know, I don't I don't really think I'll go there much, even though I do expect this to be high scoring. Jaws an okay price tag at 7K on DraftKings, but I'd rather pay 7.4 for Fox. And just, I just can't really trust anybody else um, throughout the Memphis lineup at their price tag. So I'm going to focus more of my ownership on the Sacramento side. Not bad. Not bad. Yeah, this game is a tough one for me. I mean, the total's really good. 
and the applied totals for both teams, I think, you know, at least in cash, I'd like to have a guy or two represented from this game because I think you're going to need them. But it's just difficult. First of all, I think Luke Walton is a terrible coach. I mean, I hate, I just got to be honest. I mean, uh, he's one of the bottom three or four coaches in the league, in my opinion. I think he is, doesn't really, that team doesn't have a true identity. I don't think he knows what he wants to do with them as far as, you know, pace and rotation. Just, it's very, you could see a lot of guys looking a little bit uh, bewildered there. And, you know, I, I know Bogdanovich is a, free agent at the end of the year. He'll be gone, but, you know, some of those guys will be locked in. Um, did you happen to notice that the week before the uh, All-Star break that De'Aaron Fox wasn't playing, like, over 25, 27 minutes? I don't think I noticed that. Because that, that was really a big concern of mine is, you know, they didn't say anything about be- him being hurt. But, you know, Walton was trying a lot of rotations um, in, in shifting things around a lot. So I don't know if he – because, you know, he's a guy that has to be out there, and he's a guy that is a great guy to to roster if I know he's going to get the 30 minutes plus that he should be getting every game. So, you know, he's certainly an option. Uh, I'm going to dig in and see if – if I can find any other news and I'll, I'll be tweeting that out and posting it on our, our website uh, with Fox, if there is anything to that, but uh, you know, he's certainly in my pool of players to consider. Uh, You know, he jaw is not a good defender. He is rangy, but he's still, you know, so thin and a little weak, even though he can jump out of the building, but he's not a great defender. So, you know, uh, both sides of that, I, I sort of like, like Fox and Jaw both have to be considered, in my opinion. Um, I, You know, I sort of like uh, Valachunas in this game, too. Uh, he's always better after some rest, and he's had a good rest period here. They should play him a little extra minutes just because, you know, they usually only uh, try to hold him to 30 around in that neighborhood, but Coming off the break, I think he'll play a little bit more. And, um, you know, he may be a fine play against, like you said, sort of a topsy-turvy uh, big men group from from Sacramento. So I do like the point guards here. I, You know, I, I like Heald and Bogdanovich, but I always feel like I'm settling, like they're going to split the shots. And I never feel completely confident uh, in in uh, rostering those guys. But I wouldn't blame you if you did, absolutely. Um, but that's really about it for this game for me. Like I say, I think there's some key parts here, but, you know, you got to just figure out salary-wise and positionality-wise uh, who's going to fit. So anything else there? No, I'm ready for the late-night hammer. Late-night hammer, 1030. Uh, interesting game. A lot of things to think about. Houston Rockets and Golden State Warriors. Uh, Houston is a double-digit favorite, 10 points, so that's a concern. Uh, we have a 234 total, number one on the board. So everybody likes playing a late-night hammer, and it is the highest uh, total on the board. So you know everybody is going to be rostering the living daylights out of this game. And, you know, it could be... Uh, a real positive, or, you know, it could sting a little. Now, one thing I will say, if there's any team in the league out of all 30 teams that keeps their guys in longer in a route, it's Dan Tony in Houston. I, I have no idea what he's thinking at times, but I've seen plenty of times he's had Harden in there specifically, and even Westbrook uh, with a 30-point lead, you know, six minutes left in the fourth quarter. So, I, you know, you can't count on that, obviously, every time, but, you know, it does lessen the sting of worrying about a blowout in this game. So there's so many players, uh, you know, that are that are definitely uh, uh, in play in this one. So um, implied totals, I don't know if I said those. 122 for Houston, which is number one, and 112 for Golden State. Uh, you know, with that 10-point spread. Defensive, or I'm sorry, pace-wise, Houston's second in the league. So uh, not like the old days where, you know, everybody thinks uh, Harden comes up and dribbles the ball 16 times and then goes. But not 
not this year with Westbrook and darting around and then with them going with the mighty mites and playing six foot four and a half PJ Tucker at center. Uh, they are second in the league in pace. So it's a big pace up game for, for Golden State, even though Golden State is not slow. They're 13th. Now they've made a lot of player changes, so it's going to affect all their numbers. That's another thing I wanted to mention today, too, is the teams that made wholesale moves, like the Warriors with moving uh, you know, guys like Burks and Robinson and all that, you've got to really watch statistically and understand that those aren't real numbers because you, you've got a core of different players on the floor, and that goes for pace, defense, etc. So, you know, beware of, you know, let at least 10, 15 game sample size dig in before you really uh, take heed into the teams that made multiple moves. But uh, they are 13, so they're getting up and down. I expect that they will, and they have announced that, Curry is probably going to be back this season. I, I saw an interview last night with Steve Kerr, and he was adamant. He said, why would I hold him out when he's healthy? Uh, our season ticket holders paid good money. He's one of the biggest shows in the game. And when he's 100%, which he's very close to right now, he's going to be out on the floor. So that's exciting news for them. He won't play in this game, obviously, but look for him to be back soon. And then from a defensive standpoint, Houston is 15th, which isn't bad. A lot of that is because Westbrook is a shutdown defender at, uh, at the point, which you couldn't have said a couple of years ago when he was one of the worst. But his goal, you know, his offseason preparation and goal this season was to be uh, one of the best on-the-ball defenders at the point, and the guy's done it. you got to take your hat off to him. And Golden State, obviously not good defensively. They're 24th. Uh, with the conglomeration of players that they send out there. All right, man. How are they going to win all the cash money and all these GPP games with this late-night hammer game? Well, it's a, it's a great question, and I like your introduction there. A lot of moving parts here in this game with the different lineups and you know, a lot of players that you could play in this high total game. Um, so I'll, I'll have some Harden. I'll have some Westbrook. The guy I think I'll probably play the most is P.J. Tucker. On DraftKings, he's only 4K, and I think he's going to fit well with some of the other higher-priced players on this slate. I think he's one of the guys that's really going to benefit from the All-Star break. They were okay. just running running him into the ground. Oh, he, yeah, he's top 10 minutes played, which yeah. is crazy. Yeah. So I, I think he'll benefit from the rest. Uh, I'll have him in a bunch of lineups. And, you know, the... <clears throat> We do have a big question mark for Houston as you're looking at the rotations. You you mentioned it. Eric Gordon is questionable. I did read that he practiced yesterday, so I'm I'm anticipating he's going to play, which is you know it's going to mess things up a little bit. um, Oh, definitely because he he takes some shots. That's for darn sure. Yeah, and then we've also got Jeff Green on the roster now. He's not on the DraftKings slate, so you can't roster him. Ah, good point. Yeah, but, you know that could affect the rotations a little bit. Um, so I'll I'll probably have a, a tiny bit of exposure to Covington, oh, maybe a share or two of House, but um, you know they're both more expensive than Tucker, and you know he's my my favorite play there on the on the Houston side. Over on Golden State, our, our listeners need to you know focus in on the the new roster, like you said, the new rotations, the lineups. Jordan yeah. Poole, Jordan Poole apparently is going to start at point guard, and then Bowman is is back in the picture. He'll be coming off the bench. Pargo, yeah. who's who's gotten some minutes lately, is not on the team anymore. So in case mm. you missed that news, you don't have to worry about him. Uh, I think there's going to be a lot of ownership on Poole with with the starting job, low price tag. I'm not going to have much of him though. Um, I'm going to look elsewhere on Golden State. I'll have some exposure to them. Wiggins at 7.6. I wonder if, if he'll have to deal with Covington, perhaps. That'll be an interesting matchup if they do, um, yeah. th- those former teammates. So I think Covington could give him some trouble. Um, so I'm not going to have a ton of a ton of exposure to him. Marquise Chris has been playing a lot better. Uh, yes, yeah. Of course, he's priced up now. He's 6.2. Uh, That's crazy, man. I, ros- I rostered him in 3.5 not that long ago. Yep. yep. The heck. So if you want to go with a full stack of this game, then I'd get Chris in there. Uh, Draymond is certainly in consideration, but 
like you said at the top, Coach, just a lot of options in this game, so play around with it. Um, I, I guess if I could only play one guy from this game at their prices, it would be P.J. Tucker. Who do you like better between Harden and Westbrook? Great question. I think I would lean toward Westbrook here. Um, okay. You know, we've seen Golden State try some different things with Harden, double-team him, try to get the ball out of his hands. Um, I think they're both in play, but I'd, I'd lean towards Westbrook. Okay, gotcha. Yeah, this is an interesting game for me. I I am 100% going to roster either Harden or Westbrook. And right now I'm about 60-40 on Harden, and I'm trying to make that determination. Um, I'm, I may play a second cash lineup where I really roll the dice and pay down at center with Embiid and roster both Harden and Westbrook. I just I feel like this game is going to bust that total, which is already the highest, and those two guys can put 50, 60, 70 burgers on the board in a heartbeat. And, you know, I just I think they're great plays. And trust me, you'll you you know I preach all the time, do not play any player in a game just because the time of the game or if it's a national TV game because you're going to lose. You you got to just you got to pretend that like this six game slate when you're putting your lineup together, you have to race from your brain and think they're all being played at the exact same time and that that shouldn't and none of them are on TV or all of them are on TV uh, and you don't let any of those stupid ancillary things uh, affect your play like I'm going to stack this game because, you know, it's a national TV game. It's a late game. It's a late night sweat. And I want to have five guys in this game. Yeah, this, this game, certainly you could, you could roster five guys and not, it not be a bad play, but don't do it for the wrong reasons is my point. So I want to, you'll hear me get on my horse about a bunch of stuff like that throughout all these shows, because there are so many mistakes like that that people make that are so easily correctable and, you know, so much more winnable. Um, so anyway, I'm, I'm with you, man. I, I like this game. I think it's surprising with the gigantic minutes that Tucker's going to get that his price is still that low. So certainly a good value play. Uh, you know, I do like Harden and Westbrook, especially if Gordon sits, if Gordon sits, I'm going to jump out of my chair for, for those guys. If Gordon plays, then I'm not going to – I won't do that lineup I said with the two guys playing. But I'm not as sure as he's going to play. So I have to wait for that news to find out what's going on. Um, on the Golden State side, you know, you certainly can play a guy like uh, Pascal. Um, if, you know, he's, I think, playable. Um, Damian Lee is a little more expensive now, but, man, is he good. I mean, he is – one of their leaders out there. I like him a lot. Um, you know, I guess Draymond has to be at least mentioned. But, uh, you know, I think all of those guys can be considered. I think, you know, a, you really do need personally, at least in cash, uh, to have either Harden or Westbrook uh, in that line because they're just so much potential to just crush in this game. And, again, I they stay in in, in blowouts. So, um, that's really what I think here on this one. Uh, any any thoughts, final thoughts on that big total game at the end of the night? No, I think we covered all the main guys. Uh, just one more thought on Houston. I think I probably won't go to the the bench much. I do want to mention Rivers and Mclemore. They're at almost minimum price, but you know we we've seen D'Antoni really shorten the rotation, um, as you say, even in blowouts and play the starters heavy minutes. So I'm going to wait and see how the bench rotation plays out and probably just stick to the starters. I'm with you, man. I am with you. All right. That's it. That's the slate. We've gone through all six games. I just did a quick double check to see if any of the player news changed. And we have no news that's changed except Kevin Herter was added to the list as probable. I guess yesterday he had an allergic reaction to something, but he did go through shoot-around this morning and is expected to play. But something to know if you were considering uh, Herder as a flyer, you know, he may not be 100%. So um, 
you know, other than that, we just need to follow some of this news, you know, just, you know, looking back at it here, the big stuff with Gordon, 50%, Hunter, 50% uh, are the two biggest ones that will shift a few plays for people uh, without question. But other than that, it's a pretty cut and dry slate. It's a good slate, good mixture of good teams and bad, fast and slow, the whole nine yards. So, um, you know, that's that's mainly it. Uh, any any final thoughts uh, from your side? No, exciting start here uh, to DFS Coach Talk and excited to get going here on the, the back half of the season. No doubt about it. And we'll start adding a lot of things in there. We're going to, you know, we'll have some shows where we're giving – uh, value play somewhere like I alluded to early, the secret squirrel, which is like a really underdog pick of a low owned, uh, low price guy. I, you know, we're going to throw a lot of fun things in there. Uh, you know, we'll build some, we'll have some shows where we build a lineup together live at right. You know, when we're doing the podcast uh, with the two pros and just a lot of fun things that'll keep it fresh and keep it exciting every day. And uh, we're just excited. I mean, you, you've got a, uh, a group of uh, seven guys that I think we've been all acting like we're, you know, 10-year-old uh, boys going to to uh, the amusement park the last week. We're all so fired up. So uh, it's it's fun, and we want to uh, really exude that excitement at each day to you guys and, and gals because I know we have a lot of women players too. Um, you know, that's why Andrew's here. He's uh, He draws the women in. So. <laughs> <laughs> And, uh, but, uh, well, and, and Michael drives them away, but that's another story. No, I'm just, kidding. <laughs> <laughs> um, but actually, you know, it's going to be fun. We're going to have a lot of fun with it. Uh, we're going to be consistent with it. You're going to know the format, what to expect. And, uh, we just, you know, again, join us at, uh, DFS coach, uh, talk.com online at DFS coach talk. And then all of our Twitter handles, you have those listen in on the podcast every day and just remember to uh you know give us those thumbs up and and five stars and throw a a quick review in there if you can and uh subscribe and hit that bell icon so when you know when our new shows come out and uh again you know toward the end of each show we'll, we're going to mention this the rest of this NBA season uh you know go to mambaon3.org all spelled out in letters uh that's a great fund uh for the basketball community, which we're all part of, uh, to uh, help out those people with their uh, horrible loss. So uh, we, we thank all of you for joining us. Uh, it's, this is awesome. We're excited. Um, you know, join us again tomorrow for another episode of DFS Coach Talk. We will catch you then when we look to crush it in NBA DFS. <laughs>